Parents Pod. Welcome to Pet Parents Pod, the podcast for and by pet parents. I'm Danielle. I'm Heath. And I'm Kip. And today we have a special guest on. Um, a recurring guest. A recurring guest. Our number one fan. Our... That's me. The older sister who's overly invested. <laughs> it's okay. You're our only investor, so we'll take you. I am. I'm on your Patreon. Just mm-hmm. a shout out. They have a great website and a Patreon. And if more people join, maybe then I'll get some fun content. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no offense, but if there's literally, it's just you as our Patreon. Right <laughs> yeah. You, you can continue giving us $5 a month. That would that oh, appreciate it. that. Yeah. yeah. For, I have the wind beneath your wings. Yeah. yeah. For when we, yeah, we, we need more patrons yeah. to, uh, to do. Maybe you know, if yeah. it, maybe if we had more Patreons, I could do more than just buy a, a couple gigs of RAM and a hard drive. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fine. I love y'all. I'm, I'm currently almost through the Cloud Forest episode. Ooh. Oh, nice. Yeah. That was the one that y'all put out yesterday, but I didn't work yesterday, so I didn't drive yesterday, so I didn't How dare you not have yesterday. listened to the thing that we put out yesterday? I know. <laughs> why didn't you wake up at 1 a.m. when our episodes Jeez, why drop? why are you sleeping, April? Jeez. <laughs> you know what they're not pushing. telling you is Danielle literally will text me if it's going to be late because she knows mm-hmm. I will be like, hey, where's my podcast? <laughs> are you dead? Hello, are you okay? It's yeah, like... you're a morning person, so you'll usually be aware like early on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh no, is everything okay? I was like, well, I did just come back from a trip, and I thought, I don't know, I I work in the morning so I could post in the evening because it's still a Monday. Doesn't count. Uh, I will say (laughs) it's it's, (laughs) I will say it's free content, but I guess since you're the only one who pays for us, then I guess I am subservient to you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh! (laughs) Hello, family dynamic. (laughs) I love you so much, and I'm so proud of you. You want to know what a fun family dynamic is? A dog emergency during Thanksgiving. That's a fun family dynamic. (laughs) Which leads right into our topic today. I totally did not say the wrong thing and got yelled at for saying the wrong thing. I'm so sorry. (laughs) It's okay. I'm not a very sane human being that day. No, you're. There was a lot of stress. No, there was a lot of stress. I'm happy that Heath was snapping during that stress because I don't think he would have wanted to come back to our family events. (laughs) I would have felt. Listen, I didn't just bite Danielle's head off. I bought, I bit off my grandmother's head. Uh-huh. I bit off my sister's head. Oh, I bit off my aunt's head. I was not a nice human no. being that day. There was a lot of emotional navigating. And by the way, the second you and Michael left, Dorothy like burst into tears. Is like April can't handle anything happening to Leon. And I was like. Oh my God! There's just emotions everywhere, and I am now. And then Grandma's like, "Let's decorate the Christmas tree," and I'm like, "Yeah." Uh... Mom and carry on. That's that's the Marjorie way. Love Grandma. Yeah, yeah. I I was good napping with the dog. Yeah, you were good yeah. napping. So, to long-time listeners of the pod, if you listen to our dog show episode mm-hmm. back. Thanksgiving of last year, yeah. um, Heath, Danielle, and I had a very brief talk about bloat, like a very brief, like five minute, hey guys, watch out for bloat. But in the last few months since then, I have been dealing with the fallout of having a sick dog. And uh, we figured this would make a good episode because I posted some pictures on the Discord. Shout out to the Discord if anybody's on there. It's fun times. If you're not, you should be. Yeah. 
You absolutely should. Come talk to us. We're fun. We don't bite at all. We just bust with our dogs for biting things. Yeah. Um, so, I want to I wanna backtrack a bit. Who has seen the movie that was made in... Uh, oh, I think it was... I think it came out in 2008 the- with uh, Owen Wilson and Jennifer Aniston. Is it the Marley and Me? Oh yeah, Marley nope. and Me. I have not seen that. I no, think I it was a sad one. dog movie. So no. Yeah, yeah I, well, I, it's I it's a sad away. dog movie, as in they follow a dog through its entire life. So the yeah, ending yeah, I just is sad. Feel like watching it, so I think okay. so, I, I saw it probably with. So here, April. I'm gonna spoilers for Marley and Me. If you haven't seen Marley and Me, this is about to be a big fat spoiler. But uh, Marley and Me was a autobiographical book that John Grogan, who was a journalist, published in 2005 about the 13 years he and his family spent with their yellow lab, Marley. And at the very end of Marley's life, Marley gets bloat and it kills him and he dies because, you know, it's, it's, it's a sad thing. And so that nobody had heard of it before. Nobody knew what it was. And most of the time when people hear bloat, they think, Oh, that thing that killed that dog. And I have noticed what people think that it's an old age thing in dogs. And I am here to tell you that that is not the case. And bloat can happen to any dog, um, that has a, you know, a, a deep chest mm-hmm. like Great Danes, St. Bernard's, Weimaraners, Irish Setters, Warden Setters, Standard Poodles, Doberman Pinchers, Golden Retrievers, Labradors. All of these dogs, dogs that have like a deep chest and are kind of tall, mm-hmm. all of them are susceptible to this condition. Charlie. It's yes, called scary. It's called scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will About, also want to point yeah. out that Marley was 13 years old. While I do think that that's old for a lab, that is old for yeah. a lab. I'm not saying yeah. like he could have lived longer if they had caught the bloat earlier. I'm not saying that, but like that's a good long life. Like this dog, yeah. it wasn't a sudden yeah. thing. This was an elderly dog. Our lab mix was like 10 when she had to be put to sleep, and that was pretty old for. Yeah, for her, yeah, I mean, yeah, getting into the double digits for bigger dogs. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's I mean, yeah. a lot of them can live until like 15, but for a lab, like, oh, I don't think they often live that old. Yeah, yeah. Well, I always like to throw it out there just so people know about it because the, 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 when you say bloat, everybody I've talked to since this has happened to me, everybody, at least one out of three people is like, oh, isn't that what killed Marley and Marley and me? Huh. It was a very so, popular movie. It was a very popular movie, so let's let's talk about bloat. Danielle, do you know what the scientific uh, veterinary condition of bloat actually is? Uh, so the only reason I actually heard about bloat, not from Marley and Me, I guess from Marley and Me because I watched the movie, but uh, I ha- worked uh, in my unnamed coffee shop job. I worked with someone who worked as a vet tech also, and they're like, ah, 
dang, we had to go pin another dog's stomach. I was like, what are you talking about? And they're like, oh, what yeah. the actual yeah, fuck does horrible. that mean? And they're like, oh, yeah, it's this thing. And I think it's like A-U-L or something like that or A-S-R. <laughs> it has an acronym, doesn't it? It, it does. narrows <laughs> it down. S-R-N. G. Gastro. Goat. D is in dog. And B is in... Vulvulus. So it's gastric dilation vulvulus. Uh-huh. Um, gastric being stomach, dilation being when the stomach fills, and vulvulus when it twists. Right. So, I remember. Trigger uh, warning to wait, anybody. Wait, who, one second. No, no, no. I was just going to say that I, I remember hearing about it from watching the uh, Animal Planet TV show with the, the vet. Which vet? Uh, Alameda East. I remember it was oh. Alameda East, and the veterinarian was a comedian oh. uh, on his off days. And then oh. I remember him having to fix a lot of dogs with bloat, and he was like, their, their guts are twisted. And I'm like, ha, 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 ha. Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Kip goes, ha, ha, that's funny. Like, what's happening is so much worse than it sounds. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. he does a little tap dance and then taps the mic. Is this thing on? <laughs> anyway, continue. What a full life that person. <laughs> so, fun fact. Um, things have gotten better for treating this condition. Um, when it first became like really well known, mm. 50% of dogs that came in who are able to walk themselves in, 50% of them died. Wow. Yeah, it's not great. No. <laughs> and you got a 50 50 shot. It's not that's horrible. Not, if that's they not good can enough. Walk in, if they can walk in. Yeah, if they're not walking in, in they're too far not, gone. Yeah. It's probably yeah. too far gone. So what happens, what, what, what happens is your dog will sometimes eat too fast or drink too fast or eat and then run after eating. There's a lot of different ways a dog's stomach can fill. Sometimes it fills with air. Sometimes it fills with liquid. Um, usually there's a blockage of some kind. Vets aren't sure which comes first, the blockage or the bloating. They, they're not sure which happens first and why sometimes it gets blocked because it could happen that the stomach fills and then pinches itself so it's like stuck like a balloon. Like mm-hmm. you know, when you like blow up a balloon and you like twist the end? Mm-hmm. It can happen that way. Or maybe the dog ate something and it like clogged the way through and then it fills with air. Like however it happens, once that stomach starts to fill, it can't unfill it's it's stuck yeah and if it gets too full then it will twist in the body like it will move itself and twist and when it twists it will pull the spleen and the pancreas with it and when that happens when it twists it will cut off circulation to the bottom half of the dog blood will pull at their blood back end it can't return to the heart the Mm -hmm. dog then will go into shock and then the dog dies. Um, sometimes it can rupture the spleen and pancreas. Sometimes the pancreas will start producing toxic hormones that will stop the dog's heart. Oh so there is nothing about this condition that is pleasant in any way. It's painful and it's sudden. You only have a few hours to act once you kind of once that dog goes into shock. You have to like stabilize the dog and have surgery immediately. Yeah. Right. 
so in our case, let's 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 backtrack. What happened was Leon um, loves to run. He's he's speedy Mick Poodle who likes to like go as fast as he can up and down like this hill that I've got in my backyard. He has a habit of bolting his food and then running outside. And so I think what happened was um, he ate all his food. He ran really fast. And then he flopped or he laid down or I don't know what happened. He just, you know, like something happened I mean, where he, he just got a blockage. We I don't mean, know how. We don't know when. You guys also had a lot of excitement because you had a guest over that day and Leon yeah, loves people. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We had a lot going. So I actually have pictures from the day before when he was fine. I had taken him to my grandma's house. Um, because, see, we were all worried about my dog, Clive, because Clive had pulled, like, muscles in his knee, and mm-hmm. his, his joints weren't working great, so we had Clive on, like, low exercise, so I was trying to exercise Leon to keep him from bothering Clive, because I couldn't roughhouse, mm-hmm. so I brought Leon with me over to my grandma's house for, like, Thanksgiving Day, and then we were hosting um, the whole family at my house, So I also had to go to work that day. Like we had like a computer issue at work. So I usually don't have to, but I'm the manager. So I had to get there early and and get some stuff done because we had like to replace the computer. And it was like the day, but it was like Black Friday, which I work retail. So the last thing you want is your computer, half a register to be down on Black Friday. (laughs) Been through that. Mm. Yeah. I had to get the, what is it? The the little credit card. We had a little uh, uh, crunchy thing. Uh-huh. You put the you got like a pressure paper and a little roller, and then you put it, and then you had to like slide oh, at the, the card. luggage store, and then you had like manually write down. Actually, I I've done it. I did it at the luggage store, and I also did it at the French soap store. Fun fact, We actually have that as a backup. You got the crunchy thing. Yeah, we have the crunchy thing, and here's the sad thing. A lot of people's cards these days don't have race numbers, so you know, it doesn't work. So you just have to write them My debit card doesn't, yeah. We are not allowed at my company to handwrite someone's card number. Oh. Oh. So, okay. RIP sales. (laughs) Yeah, so if your computer is not working, if there's no internet, we're SOL. That's just how it be. I mean... We can't process it, anything at my job if the computers go down. We we've had yeah. it where there's no crunchy thing at there is there is where we can't type in anything. If the computers go down, the register doesn't work. We can't input orders. We can't input anything. Like yeah. I had to explain that to someone. They're like, "But you have coffee." I'm like, "Yes, but I cannot <laughs> account for it, ring it, and or give you any because yes, I cannot we account live for in a it." Capitalist society in which you must exchange something for the service or good that you require, and as the method of exchange is not working you get no good or service yes (laughs) that is why that is why the sign is there and i am telling you i cannot serve you well when can you serve me i don't know i'm on i i'm on hold right now (laughs) no uh there's literally uh, another coffee shop anyway particular friday Mm -hmm. it was a stressful day so i had been at work for four hours i got there at 6 a.m and i'm leaving about 10 and I call home because I was going to get, like, the very last things that we needed for dinner because I was host- I was going to start cooking, and, and we were going to be making dinner. And I had the whole family coming over, like, Danielle and Dorothy and our aunts and my grandma, and they were all going to come and help me, like, decorate for Christmas because we were hosting. And I call my husband, and he says, um, Leon is acting very strange. And I was like, okay, what do you mean? 
He said he's thrown up like three times and he keeps actually seeking me for attention. Now you'll have to understand, my dog does not hate anyone, but he doesn't really care that much about my husband. He just sort of tolerates him. <laughs> right, right, right. He'll stand and stare at him or he'll ignore him or he'll poke him with his nose if he wants something, but he doesn't seek him out for affection at all, ever. <laughs> right, right, right. Clive is so, Michael's dog. Leon yeah, Cl- is April's dog. Understood. Yeah, Clive will actually knock Leon out of the way, though, if he thinks that Leon's getting too much attention from Michael. Like, Clive gets really jealous. So, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a thing. So, when Leon was literally, like, following Michael around and, like, leaning against him and staring up at him imploringly, Michael's like, something is wrong with this dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why? <laughs> something is wrong. So on my way, I just knew, as soon as he told me, I was like, oh, God, it's bloat. And he says, because I always think everything's bloat, because bloat's like the worst case scenario. And Michael says, well, April, not everything's bloat. <laughs> you know what's bloat, though? Bloat. Yeah. You know what is? You know what is? It's bloat when it's bloat. So I call his vet, and I'm like, hey, what do I do? And they're like, well, you could bring him in, but no one's here a tech would have to look at him and we'd have to x-ray him to see if it's bloat and then we'd have to call the doctor and i was like man i am not doing that uh you should throw it up let's get some let's get some anti-nausea pills so we get him some anti-nausea pills within like 20 minutes you know because my vet's not that far away mm-hmm. and I, my vet calls me and she's like okay look we're gonna give him these anti-nausea pills but if he throws up after an hour you need to bring him in and y'all like 40 minutes later on the nose he just throws up all those pills throws everything up so to the vet and that's when i knew something was wrong like i knew something was wrong because i panicked when he first told me but then like i was like sure that i was right so we get in we drop him off i'm like taking a deep breath preparing for like the cost of the visit because we had just y'all we had just moved we we'd only been in that house for six weeks um, the holidays were here. I was just like, hold my breath. And, um, right. they come, I get home and I'm not a nice human at that point. I was very snappy. I was very irritated. I actually, like I came in and my grandma was like the student that she didn't even say, hi, how are you? She was like, so when are you going to get rid of this ugly couch? <laughs> By the way, let me give you some context for that, because what happened was... <laughs> yes, please give context. What happened was, Dorothy was commenting on the couch, and what she had said was, this is an old couch, April and Michael have had it, maybe someday we could chip in or they, for them to have a nicer, newer couch. And right. what Grandma Houses took from that... And they just bought a house. Yes, but what Grandma took from that is, yes, the couch is ugly. Oh my god. That is what grandma like literally you left the room and I look me and Dorothy like Dorothy came in and was like, Why is April upset? And I was like, Grandma caught the couch ugly and Dorothy and me are like, We told you that in secret. Oh my god. Because literally all we were saying is that couch is old. She probably needs a new couch and Dorothy yeah. literally like maybe for a housewarming gift we could save up and like give chip them for a couch or something as a nice gesture. There's no couch coming Back in your future. That, couch. <laughs> that was my very first piece of furniture 
sweatshirt that I ever bought. It was a hundred dollars off of Craigslist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, uh, it's your murder couch, like my murder couch. Oh, it, I had a murder it, couch. It wasn't a murder couch. What happened was this lady's son had gotten a divorce, and she just didn't have the room in storage, so she was selling all of his extra furniture, like for hecka cheap, just to get rid of it because he'd moved back in with her, and they didn't have room for the furniture, mm-hmm. and right. it was. It was a hundred bucks. It was perfect. It was great. It was like brown micro suede. Uh, that same couch that year would have been twelve hundred dollars because I'd been pricing out couches. Right. So it was like heck yeah, a couch. And that was my dog couch when I lived at my old house because we had the house set up in such a way that the dogs had their own couch. Don't don't question me. It's just yeah. how it was. Well, in our house, every couch is a dog couch. Yeah, yeah. I've got a special dog couch, and, and, and it is I currently the dog couch yeah. at my house too. Me and my husband sit on the big L, L couch, and then the dogs sit on that couch. It yes. isn't like ripped up from my cat. It's it's an old ugly couch. I don't yeah. care. It's comfortable. <laughs> Grandma was not incorrect. It is an ugly couch. It, this, couch, that was not the time to be saying that. No. And the, me and Dorothy were having a, com- a very different conversation than what Grandma blurted out. My grandma <laughs> is wonderful. And if it weren't for her, I wouldn't have, like, any of the things I have in my life right now. So I'm very grateful for her. But, like, she gets to stir a pot. <laughs> she, uh, she cuts you deep. Like, there are a pair of shoes I used to wear in middle school. And every time I wore those shoes, she's like, those are ugly shoes, Danielle. And I'm like. They're boots that are ankle boots, and I think they look cool, and I'm going to wear them. But every time I she like, wears them an day. extra year, even mm-hmm. like, let's put some duct tape on them just to make her mad. <laughs> well, here, here's the thing, though. That she had, there was a summer trip where those were my shoes. Because also, like, we tended to have, like, one or two pairs of shoes, and that's kind of what we had until we yeah, actually wore them. Yeah, <laughs> you but there, there was a summer trip where she took a bunch of pictures, and then very nicely, she painted some of the pictures that she, because my grandmother paints and well one of those pictures is with my ugly boots and by the way when she was painting it she's like i had to paint your ugly boots i'm like thank you grandma (laughs) (laughs) it's fine it doesn't bother me i was not bothered i'm like i like my boots it's fine grandma i'm surprised she didn't go like revisionist history and put different shoes on you (laughs) no (laughs) nice nice flats some sensible tennis shoes Mm -hmm. i felt really bad i didn't react well i normally keep my temper pretty well i i i I try really hard it was a very rude way it was it was it was it was it was even Dorothy when she came back she said why is April crying and I'm like grandma called the couch ugly and then Dorothy's like grandma and I was like <laughs> yeah and I was like grandma you have to be nice she's like it's an ugly couch I'm like I don't care you have to be nice yeah <laughs> that's what, not nice what she said was she said you know when are you going to get rid of that couch? And I looked around <laughs> with her and I said, how about maybe if you don't like it, you can leave. <laughs> I just basically said something like, yeah. I don't remember. exactly. I remember it was not polite. And I, I basically Neither. told her that she could take it and shove it because I was not in the mood. I was like, I am not in the in a play, like I, I literally just moved into no. this house and my dog is sick in the vet. Yeah, that's so about can accurate. You, can you kindly like shove it up your butt? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, that that was an accurate yeah, that's about accurate what happened. And then grandma's like, I'm just gonna go decorate the Christmas tree now. Bye-bye. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, those kids and their emotions wanders like off. Children and their emotions. <laughs> I had lunch with her yesterday and uh she made a comment about keeping your temper and I said grandma <laughs> anger is... she said she was talking about somebody else she was like well they have a temper on her and I said grandma 
I want you to know what I learned in therapy is that anger is an emotion that we have to protect ourselves from injustice. And oftentimes if a person is angry, even if we don't understand the purpose, it's because they feel like they're being treated unjustly. And she's like, well, you have to let anger go. And I said, yeah, but you have to feel the anger. (laughs) Then you can let it go. (laughs) Yes. Yes. it was, it was a beautiful conversation between you. And she paid for my lunch, y'all. So she's, she's yeah, no, we, we, care of me. Well, she's so great. No, we, we stand Marjorie. It's, we but, stand Marjorie. She yes. works really hard. We yeah. love her. <laughs> we love her. But yeah, she's not tact- tactful. is not like, what? We came right after our grandfather's visit. And normally April had a pair of trips. She would never wear trips at grandma's house. But she, we had to come straight from school, pack bags, drive to Birmingham because grandpa just died. And we're all like rushing in. We're like, Grandma, are you okay? We love you. Blah blah blah. She looks at April's like, I hate those pants. And we're like, Yeah, <laughs> you we know, Grandma. <laughs> I forgotten about that. I, I, that was the first thing she said to us. We were like, Oh, we're so sorry, Grandpa passed. And she's like, looks at you. It's like, I hate those pants. It's like, Oh, Grandma. That's her grandma. She's gonna be okay. She's gonna be fine. Uh, there she is. <laughs> There's my Marjorie. There's that judgment that we all know and love. <laughs> um, for the record, my grandma made sure I had a car and like a yeah. place to live and like paid for my college books. So she coast savings. She co-signed my student. Yeah, yeah. She co wonderful. Yeah, she co-signed my student loan. She got herself into more debt for me. I don't so, know why. <laughs> Moving back on topic, after after I, like, had my little meltdown, mm-hmm. um, I tried to, like, pull it together because I couldn't do anything until my dog was, like, seen. Mm-hmm. And so I think we got, like, 20 minutes into unpacking because that was, that was the other reason they were over there. We were still unpacking part of my house to get it ready yeah. <laughs> for me to come over the next day. And my vet calls me, and I answer the phone, and she's like, Miss April, you were absolutely right. It's bloat. You need to come get him, and you need to transport him to the emergency room right now. We are going to get him ready for surgery. Uh, you need to come get him now. And I was like, I lost it. Like, all yep. tiny senses of composure that I had managed to scrape together in that 20 minutes after we'd gotten back home. Gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gone. I raced upstairs, I got Michael, and then I think Lisa, poor Lisa, she was so sweet. She was like, April, it's going to be okay, which, by the way, is a very kind thing to tell somebody. There's nothing wrong with that. No, that wasn't Lisa. That was me. That was was me. Because what what happened was April got the information. (laughs) She's like, Michael, we got to go. And then everyone's like, what the fuck is bloat? I'm explaining bloat. And then she looks and it's like, this is worst case scenario. And I'm like, it will be okay because literally all of our family is very emotional. And I'm a little, I have a lot of extrovert emotional family members and I'm a little introvert and like all their emotions were out of 10. And I'm like, oh, they're out of 10. I need you to be at like a five. (laughs) And so I was trying to get them down to a five. And instead I uh, lit a fire underneath April and brought her up to a 12. Yeah. (laughs) And then so sorry. No, I mean, it's fine. I was like, that was the wrong choice of words. And then you left with Michael to go rescue the dog and um, Dorothy burst into tears. And then Lisa's like, what is bloat? And then I'm explaining bloat. And then Dorothy's like, is he going to die? I'm like, guys, can we not kill Liam before he has a chance? (laughs) Can we not bury this dog yet? Can we 
give him a chance to go to the vet and get a surgery? Should we cremate him? I just bought a headstone on Etsy. I swear, Dorothy was like, April can't survive this. She won't be able to survive this. They would have had to dig two holes. Oh my gosh. And then Clive was acting. And then Clive kept scratching at the door and Dorothy's like, you have to go deal with Clive, Danielle. I can't handle him right now. And I'm like, okay. So I sat in a oh, room yeah, with Clive. Here's another, fun fact. here's another fun fact about that whole week. Um, my dog Clive sheds a lot. He just does. He can't help it. That's what he does. He sheds. And so Dorothy had come over first to help clean. And so she banished Clive upstairs so that she could try and deeper the downstairs. She was so disappointed in me the next day when she came over and Clive was sitting on the couch. And she's like, why is he downstairs? And I was like, he lives here. Uh-huh. This is his house. Yep. I was like, he, he lives here, Dorothy. Well, Dorothy <laughs> had taken over Thanksgiving prep because you had a family emergency. So she's like, this is my realm now. Now I'm yeah. in charge. Oh my God gosh. bless Dorothy. Yeah, yeah, we would not have had Thanksgiving had it not been for Dorothy. Okay. No. But um, anyway, we, we picked him up. Michael drove like a very sane stunt driver through I-65. We got to the vet's office. And I... I got in, like, we, we had to, you know, because this was during COVID, so we were expect like, we weren't allowed to wait in the lobby, so we got in there, they let us in with him, and uh, my very kind receptionist knew who we were immediately, so what helped is that our vet had actually called ahead to yeah. prep the ER, mm-hmm. and since my vet had done all of the prep work, that actually saved us money, because that was something that they didn't have to do. Yeah. And then they brought us into a room, and they were like, listen, um, I don't know what you know about bloat, and I blurted out, like, I know it's bad, I know he's going to die if you don't do something, so let's do something, let's do something right now, (laughs) do the things, and uh, I gave them, signed the money, and we were told it could be up to $6,000. It's emergency surgery. Very invasive emergency Uh, surgery. Yeah, Yeah. very invasive. So Still more expensive than you might think, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So how is it treated? Like, if you're wondering, okay, so so like, let's say you're April and you've brought your dog to the vet. Your dog is, is in shock and they're very concerned. The first thing they're going to do is handle the shock. The very first thing that any vet's office is going to do when a dog comes to them with this condition, they're going to take their vitals. They're going to do some blood work to check their blood count because you need to make sure that the blood count is okay because if it proceeds to a certain point, then the heart's not getting enough blood. They're going to do a serum chemistry. They're going to check the blood electrolytes. If they can, they'll get a urinalysis um, to make sure that, you know, processes are still going. Then they're going to deflate the stomach. So the way that they have to do that is they take a tube and they push it down their nose and into the stomach. And they will empty out the stomach of air or liquid. In my case, it was a liter and a half of liquid that Leon had on his stomach. Mm-hmm. And then um, they'll check him again. When they checked him again, 
he had not flipped. So he had actually experienced the first two parts, the gastric dilation, but he had not had the, um, the twisting, which is why I was very, very lucky because most of the time people aren't going to realize that their dog is in distress. That's the, that's the sad truth. Like usually by the time you bring your dog in, it's too late because most people don't realize that this is a serious thing that could be happening. Uh, also, like vomiting is a sign, especially if you have a backyard. It's like, oh, did you get into grass? Did you eat a mushroom? Did you? Um, because I will say, Rue sometimes will eat food, run around, and then throw up. Not yeah. bloat, just because she's an idiot who like scarfed down food and then ran around in yeah, a circle. There's with like it. a dozen not harmful ways or reasons th- that a dog is throwing up or a cat. Yeah, I mean. Right. A, a reason I mostly know it's not bloat is most dogs with bloat will not lay down. Rue immediately then like rolls over on her stomach. It's like, fit me. So that's. Yeah. I feel better now. Affection. Please. <laughs> yeah. So like the other thing too, like Leon would lay down, but then he'd get up. He'd yeah. lay down and then he'd get up. And he was also drooling a lot. That's a sign. Like the drool is a sign. Um, isn't drooling just a sign of nausea, though, in general, most animals? It can be. It is okay. also a sign of bloat. <laughs> See, this is why so many people miss it. Yeah. Because it looks like so many other things. And usually by the time your dog is distressed and, like, really showing signs, that's when you're like, oh, no. Yeah. You know, like, I didn't know. So um, if a dog's stomach did have to be turned back that's when their stomach would be pinned however we locked out leon once his stomach was deflated um he was he was fine uh they kept him let's see they kept him friday saturday and he came home sunday morning so um in our case what they were most worried about is after they deflated the stomach uh he wouldn't eat and so they were concerned about a blockage. So Saturday they call me and they're like, look, he's doing much better, but he won't eat. Like, he's he's not eating. And I was like, all right, so don't take offense to this, but he might just not like you. <laughs> Leon's a weirdo. Not, he is a weirdo. Like, if he doesn't know you, he's not going to take food from you. He doesn't take treats at the vet's office. Like, we'll go to the vet's and they'll try to give him treats. He'll spit it out. He'll take it like politely from them and then he'll put it on the ground like no this could be poison i'm pretty sure you're gonna poison me i've lived on the streets i know what they do i don't freaking trust you lady i didn't see you put that in a bowl i wasn't able to watch it for 10 minutes i wasn't able to watch another dog eat it in front of me and be fine <laughs> how about you eat it and i'll see about it i'll think about it mm-hmm. you know <laughs> so um I remember Saturday, I had gotten all the food made. I don't know how I did this, Danielle, because I was, like, so on autopilot, but I made so much food Yes, for I Thanksgiving. I made, like, the turkey, and I made the dressing, and I made the green bean casserole, and we had pies, and we had <laughs> cornbread. Like, we had so much food. Yes. And um, everybody got over there, and I'm just, like, pacing around, like, you hear about my dog, and all the food's on the table. And they call me, and then I start cutting up the turkey, and Grandma looks up, she goes, oh, 
are we having turkey? And I said, oh, no, this isn't for you. This is for Leon. <laughs> yeah. Leon yeah. got uh, Thanksgiving turkey. We were also waiting for our cousin who was a nurse to get off his shift. So yeah. we had his wife and their kid over, and then we were, like, waiting on him to get done with the hospital round and come have the Thanksgiving. Yeah, so we, uh, Mike and I left, and I told everybody, I was like, y'all just eat without me. I'm coming. Like, y- y'all don't have to hold dinner for me. If, if he gets here and we're not back yet, go ahead and eat. Don't wait on us. Like, I had everything ready so that people could eat, and I wasn't holding anybody up. So we uh, got there, and I kicked everybody out. So it was just me and Leon. And um, as soon as I popped that turkey open, he just, like, gobbled it all down. Like, as soon as he saw it was me and it was his favorite food, he ate all of it. So... That's when I was like, ha-ha. So I held some of it back and then tried to feed him in front of the vet tech. He was so hungry for the turkey, he ate it. We interrupt this program to bring you an important message from our sponsors. Well, not sponsors per se, but it is time to pay the vet bills. Pet Parents Pod now has a website, PetParentsPod.com, where you can go and learn about all the different ways to support the podcast. We also have a Patreon now. There's a link to that as well, along with all of our socials, a Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Discord. It's going to be Patreon.com slash PetParentsPod. Anything and everything can help. We would appreciate your support. PetParentsPod.com also lists that we are a BarkBox affiliate, so any special offers that we have, which will be effective during certain date ranges that are listed, are going to be on that page. There's a link to BarkBox under the Ways to Support page on the website. We also want to remind everyone that regardless of whether other special offers are going on, anytime you subscribe to BarkBox using the link BarkBox.com slash PetParentsPod, you can get free extra month of BarkBox for your subscription. If you enjoy our content, spread the word, tell your friends and family that are also animal lovers. Now back to your regularly scheduled episode. Nice. And they were just like, huh, we brought that dog rotisserie chicken and he wouldn't eat rotisserie chicken. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, they, a... they, there was a Publix right around the corner from the um, from the vet clinic. They had gone and gotten a Publix rotisserie chicken to see if he would eat it. He wouldn't do it. That's a good vet. Those are good, like... That's all. Yeah. And also, dang, the control Leon has. That is not food-motivated dog at all. He has no food motivation, y'all. He's not toy-motivated or food-motivated. He is prey-motivated only. (laughs) Like, if it's something to chase, it's the only thing he wants. He's like, no thanks, I'll starve to death. Yes. (laughs) So you can never... So you're joining us in the never being able to board your animal. (laughs) I've never tried to board him, but I think think that Leslie would disown me if I tried to board him. Well, yeah. Um. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying if he won't eat, like... That's going to be right. How is he going to eat when he's boarded? He doesn't know those people. Yeah. 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 No, he won't. He won't do it. Yeah. Just like sit there. And that's what he does in kennels. If he's in a kennel, he'll, he won't eat. He just lays down and he stares at you. Because when he goes to his um, groomer, they try to give him treats. She she told me that. She's like, you know, he won't take treats. I was like, yeah, he's, he's like that. (laughs) Stranger danger. He He uh, for strangers. He won't um, eat from strangers. He won't drink water. He yeah, just goes through like this. Won't do that either. Yeah. What? He's just like, nope. I don't. I don't know you. Oh yeah, Rue. Sometimes Rue is like that. Yeah, we try to like we when she's in an anxious state. Yeah, she's in an anxious state. She won't take anything. Like we had a Halloween party well, from anyone else. And normally she has more issues with guys, but my friend Mel, we're like. 
she was getting really upset over Mel, and we're like, oh, here, Mel, here's a really good treat. Give it. We'll 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 nip this in the bud. She, she started, ran away. She started whining and whining <laughs> that Mel was trying to give her food. Oh my god. Well, I mean, the first time I met Rue, she well, was so angry that we had come into your house without that, you guys. That was a different and thing. She went and pooped in the corner while keeping eye contact but, with us. Well, it's because they also. <laughs> You said neither dog would go outside with you guys because they'd never yeah. met you before, but you got home before we were Danielle. So. Yeah, and I had assumed that they would at least let you put them outside. Like, I no, was no. wrong. It was so funny. It Trying was to trick so us out of the house. Kip. No. Kip, you have to understand. They're Michael and I are. We, we've driven in to see Danielle and Heath mm-hmm. uh, before we were going somewhere else. Yeah. And, um... Rue's just, like, yelling at us the whole time. I'm on the phone with Danielle, like, what do I do? And then suddenly we smell it. We look up. Rue is staring right at us, and she's just, like, pooping right there. <laughs> like, wow. She's like, I will. This is my home. I will make my stand. She's a very protective dog of her Michael own territory. started laughing so hard. She's just like, oh, my gosh, this dog is trying to commit chemical warfare on us. <laughs> wow. And she smells. She is very stinky when she wants to be, so. <laughs> but, um, Lord have mercy. It was it's a so good funny. dog. Yeah, the great unwanted guard dog that no one asked for. Yep. Yeah. She's yeah. so good. She's, She's so good. good. She's a good dog. She's a good girl. She's a good dog. But, uh, and so... Leon's a smart dog. One of the things, though, the only thing you can really do to prevent bloat, like, really the only thing you can do is doing a gastro, uh, uh, gastro, gastropexy, gastropexy, yeah. Pinning the stomach, right? Yes. So the vet will take a part of the stomach and it will attach that to the abdominal wall uh, so that if... Because 90% of dogs that bloat once are going to bloat again. 90% of the time it happens again. So once your dog bloats once, they're going to do it again. 90% of the time it's going to happen. You just have to be, like, aware of it. Um, And, you know, the thing that kills them is not the bloat. It's the torsion. It's the twisting. Because when their stomach twists and it cuts off blood circulation, that's what kills them. Right. So you have to pin the stomach in such a way so it cannot happen again. So because I was blessed enough in that moment that he did not flip that day, our belt bill, I think, was only 2500 instead Yay. of $6,000. <laughs> yeah. Less than half. Yay. Yeah. And because we did get him, technically he was there till Sunday morning, but he was only, the way that the vet hospital worked is they charged you in shifts. So if your dog had to stay there for a single shift, that was one charge. If it had to stay there for another 24 hours, that was another charge. But if it didn't go into like the morning shift, then you, you only got charged for like two days. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, shout out. That was like a fantastic vet like emergency vet experience like not in any way complaining it, it worked it worked out really well yeah nice. emergencies but, are always an extra cost like ouch yeah yeah and um i mean you're causing like that did, that vet to have to like drop whatever they're doing well it was a i assume yeah. emergency room where they only deal with emergencies mainly and after hours mm-hmm. yeah i mean they probably have stuff scheduled but yeah yeah 
So what I did, because I had time, since he had flipped, like, we, we could kind of keep an eye on him, I got him, um, I got his surgery done laparoscopically. Now, his surgery to get his stomach pinned, I got done three weeks ago. Um, that's actually what started the conversation about us wanting to do this episode because I shared his post-op pictures right. in the chat. And most people didn't know what was going on because I don't think, oh, hey, don't forget, Leon's getting his, his stomach pinned today. Yeah, it wasn't something that we were talking about, but I was like, oh, hey, he, he made it through okay. And um, Giant-shaped belly with a scar, and everyone's like, what happened? Is he dying? <laughs> yeah, so for the... I decided to do it laparoscopically because if you do it the traditional way, they end up with about 30 stitches. They have to open up the sternum and, like... It's, it's like a whole ordeal to have to do it manually, but if they do it laparoscopically, it's only three small incisions. So he had three stitches versus 30. Yeah. And he didn't even need a cone when he came home that day. Like... He was fine. He, he was fine. He was sleepy. He was tired. He was stoned. Um, he was on pain meds the first three, the first five days. And then, you know, we had to keep him. He wasn't allowed to do any vigorous exercise. But, yeah, he's been fine. Nice. Yeah. And, and he made it through. I had a happy ending. Um, not all dogs do. 15 to 30% of dogs pass away. And, um... For those who are wondering the reason why Leon was okay, and correct me if I'm wrong, the laparoscopic surgery is basically uh, two small incisions where uh, in the dog's uh, abdomen where they use tools to go in there with like a scope and then a tool and then and pin it that way. This is also post yeah. the bloat. So this was yeah. a uh, so scheduled. Yeah. yeah, this is a scheduled surgery after yeah. the initial. This is an emergency surgery. So it's no huge, huge uh, gash or scar or anything, just a few small incisions. So it's it's low risk in that regard. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep, yep. And that's why I chose to do it laparoscopically, because yeah. I wanted to make it as minimally intrusive as possible. I felt like he'd gone through enough. <laughs> that's right. fair. That's a great way to go. My, uh, not animal related, but my mom actually got her hysterectomy as a laparoscopic surgery. Oh, <laughs> nice. Fancy. Yeah. Well, fun times. Yeah. I mean, laparoscopic <laughs> surgeries are much more It's uh, the way common. of the future. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's all that tiny, tiny camera can, surgery. Can you peel a grape with, with laparoscopically? Did you, <laughs> did you know they actually invented a video game way of training surgeons because of the way you have to move the laparoscopic instruments? Uh, fine motor skills. The fine yeah. motor skills. So uh, it's it's not, they're not playing a video game too. It's literally people who have done laparoscopic surgeries played the game and realized, oh, we they they won the game very quickly or like did the incisions very with minimum but it builds those fine motor skills yeah because it's all muscle memory yeah and then you're not doing it on animals or people you're doing you because you have to build that because you're kind of moving in weirder ways that it's not like open move the spleen over with your hand poke 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 yeah. right. they're looking at a screen with the camera yeah and like operating utensils that are long 
So yeah, I just, it's a different skill set. I just find yeah. it interesting. Fascinating. Yeah. I love medicine. So ever medicine since I saw great. Alameda East on Animal Planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, okay, I, I did do a, a Google flu while we were talking about it, and that was called Emergency Vets. And it was a reality TV show that yeah. aired in 1998. I'm sure it has some interesting How old I we are? <laughs> if it's National Geographic, you can probably watch on Disney Plus. They have like some emergency it's planet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then never uh, mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's the I love that that's reality discovery. shows. Yeah. Great. I yeah. I will say like uh, this is I know you mentioned the phone call but I'm gonna steal your thunder uh, one of the I mentioned this in the last episode I was watching Yukon vet which is a vet who lives out in the middle of nowhere but yeah. um, she does a lot of um, like cattle reindeer and things and anytime they have to sedate them to check them yeah. they actually because they have multiple stomachs they have to release gas on a regular thing and if the animal starts to not release glass the gas they start bloating and so they have to do the thing where they shove the tube down the throat to help release gas mm -hmm. because of the multiple stomach chambers they actually need to be releasing gas on a regular basis and when they sedate them to do checkups they're like, ah, the gas is building quickly. Shove the tube down their throats. <laughs> Release that gas. Quick, do this magic trick. Swallow the sword. What's interesting, Danielle, is I had actually done, like, a quick comparison study because I also love Dr. Paul. That's, like, one of my absolute... I love Dr. Paul so much. He's, he's this, uh... I think he's from... Sweden, I think he's a sweet. I think I think that's right. Sweet, no. I've seen it's that his show is. It now recommends it to me on Disney Plus because I watched Yukon Vet. They're like, here's other vets. I'm like, but oh, I like this all on Disney Plus. Yeah, well, oh, what I was yeah. watching was yeah. My, my uh, Doctor Paul's way better than the Yukon Vet. I love Yukon Vet, but Doctor Paul's show is like ten times better. He's I, so much more entertaining than her. I love. I, I, love I just like her mix of domestic and wildlife. She does. He does a lot of cattle, though. Um, yeah, I will say but that she does a lot more wildlife. She does, she does raptors. She does reindeer. She does. Uh, what are those uh, big not reindeer? But, the um, but Danielle, Doctor Paul had a roller derby episode. <laughs> yeah, that's cool and all. But he where's his where's his multiple trips monthly to the. Uh, Birds of Prey Sanctuary, where she checks on <laughs> owls and eagles on a regular basis. Yaks. Not yaks. It's okay. their other caribou. thing. Caribou. Not caribou. Yeah. It's like a yak. It's it's, um, it's, like, it's no. It's it's angrier. It's more surly. Loose? Nope. It's hairy. It's hairy like a yak, but it's not a yak. It's like starts with an M. It's oh, muslocks. Muslocks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Muslocks. Muslocks. Yeah. Musk ox. Yes. Ox. I knew the they're, word. They're, yeah, Nuzlocks. It's the Nuzlocke <laughs> round of Pokemon where I catch all the Pokemon yeah, in the Yukon. Yeah, and get attached except what you do and you cry for three hours because you had that Pikachu for five days straight. Nah, I evolved I'm that not thing. Scarred for life. Yeah, yeah. This is a picture of a baby muskox. <laughs> yeah, they're adorable. I love the babies. The babies the are so babies. cute. But I'll also they you. get uh they get they get very surly and they'll like start stomping people. They're very dangerous. Well, I was gonna I was gonna say though, like oh, yeah, bloat and cattle is different than bloat and dogs. And I thought that they were like the same thing since they're both called bloat, but in 
cattle, the reason it'll kill them is because the carbon dioxide and methane mm-hmm. will literally um, asphyxiate the animal. Yeah, they it, won't be able to breathe. It basically it expands the stomach so much it uh, like pushes up against their diaphragm and their lungs and room for their lungs to breathe in. Mm. Because they have multiple stomachs, so they build up a bunch of gas, so they need to be farting, they need to be belching because of the way, because the food travels back and forth between the stomachs. Oh my god, Tip just sent me a picture of a baby massage. They're so cute. (laughs) I will say I have not watched uh, Dr. Paul. I I watched a bunch of I watched all of UConn Vet and then I was like, I need a break from vet shows. Yeah, they're they're kind of depressing sometimes. Yeah, it doesn't. I'm going to resubscribe to Disney Plus now. Okay. (laughs) Sounds good. Yeah. Dr. Paul does a lot of low cases in cattle, and I always, I don't know why I find it so satisfying, but, like, they'll, like, literally flip the cow over, they'll punch a hole through the cow, like, with a, like, a syringe, and then he'll pop the top off, and you'll just see, like, all the air coming out, and everybody's like, oh, that smells terrible. Yeah. I think the tube method's better, but then again, this—I assume this is a different situation than the bloat caused from sedation of checking at a wildlife preserve. Yeah, yeah, this is uh, actual animal. Yeah, um, there is hope if you have a dog that is prone to bloat, though, and that what a lot of vets have started doing, and I hadn't even heard of this until like last year. They, if you have a dog that is in a position to possibly get bloat like one of the breeds i mentioned before um they will actually do while the dog is asleep for its uh neutering or spaying they'll go ahead and they'll pin the stomach while they're in there like just knock it all out at one time that is smart that is smart um while there's no real way of knowing Mm -hmm. if your animal will bloat it's been seen as like the new standard and i kind of want to encourage people like if you get a puppy and that puppy is in that breed group or and you're going to be getting it fixed anyway Mm -hmm. go ahead and just go ahead and just pin the stomach like you really have nothing to lose it's not going to hurt it it's not Mm going to mess up his quality of life they heal so fast when they're young they're already going to be in pain in their genitals so you might as well just go in there and like yeah. In the stomach, like, might yeah. as well. Like, just go in there and get it all done at once because the biggest risks of these surgeries are putting your animal under general anesthesia. anesthesia. Yeah. You know? Um, if yeah, you're the gonna, fewer surgeries, the better. Yeah. yeah, the fewer, the better. Like, average average times an animal should be under anesthesia is, like, once a year for teeth cleaning, and even that is kind of risky, so. Yeah. Right. I know that. I don't know, but our dog vet has not encouraged us to do yearly teeth cleans. I know my cat vet, like, unless their teeth are bad, she doesn't really encourage it just because she doesn't like the extra sedation. As long as their teeth are fine. Now, if their teeth are not fine, that's when you need to worry about them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. My vet will, once a year, um, she marks down teeth cleanings to 50% if people will just come in and get their dogs teeth cleaned because she has like a lot of small dogs and stuff in her clientele and she just tries to encourage people to actually handle their dog's dental health yeah Uh, there are also like I know our last visit they mentioned Ruth's plaque was a little high so to either increase her dental care or even brush them 
they even said just like a couple times a week to try if we could do that. Yeah, they gave us a list of like good dental products. Yeah. Do y'all get the um, enzymatic toothpaste? Mm. Not yet. We're trying to. We had a subscription related to. Brightbox. Yeah, it's called okay. Brightbox, but the thing is, like, I, I don't know how good it actually works. It's a um. Well, the thing is, we also use it inconsistently. Yeah, that's it's the main like a problem, I thing. think. And it has like an enzyme toothpaste that you put in the treat, and then they chew it up. Yeah. But the thing is, you're supposed to do it daily, and the thing is, we probably do it three to four times a week, honestly. Well, you know what? Three to four times a week is better than zero. Yeah, so. no, it, it, it is. In fact, help, which hopefully it does. I, it but has... Anyway, we have, to, we have to get back through our, uh, our our back stock of it. Yeah, well, we're and down we're to, gonna... like, four boxes. Oh, I don't know, we still... speaking, speaking of BarkBox, um, I wanted to say thank you guys for the extra toys oh, yeah. that y'all sent us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Michael, yeah. like, I think his his head wanted to explode because he knew how much uh, polyfill we would be picking up off the floor. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yep. But uh, they have such fun. They have such fun, and also you helped with our our spring cleaning because I literally uh, the bark box toys are very durable if your dogs are not destructive, and as oh, our dogs yeah. got older, our toys they destroy toys very slowly now they do not really there are certain toys they'll get through but most of the time they just kind of wrestle between each other and leave them alone so bark box became a challenge because they well, were not i volunteer destroyed. for extra toys in the future yes. like, i'll just send them on over i still have a few i've only been giving him like one every couple of days that's um, probably fair I need to I need to post a picture of that poor gingerbread man being dragged downstairs because he really does look quite distressed. I do love this sad gingerbread. I kept the ginger babies because uh, there were the big gingerbread mama, big gingerbread dad, and babies. And the babies are smaller. And for some reason, the dogs really love cat toys. So I've been trying to keep the smaller toys because I I hope they think they're cat toys. To be mm-hmm. honest. Yeah. <laughs> They do love their big toys, but they also love tiny toys that they can hide in their mouth like they're sneaky Yeah, we've we've sent some uh, Rosie and Charlie's way to... Yeah, we have. Yeah, they're destroyed. And and we have a small box for Latte, Heath's parent's dog. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I don't think she's used to toys. No, but it gives her options. She'll get some options. Well, you guys, I hope that I have been informative on this pain in the ass condition. I hope nobody ever, ever has to experience it. Um, And honestly, I feel like the only thing that you can do is just educate. Like, if here's the other thing that I kind of talked about this um, when we did the 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 dog show episode but i just want to reiterate the only reason i knew what to look for in bloat is because i was on standard poodle uh forums and i was in a couple of standard poodle groups and because standards are susceptible to this condition i had had other standard owners tell me and tell you know in group posts like hey these are the signs of bloat this is what you need to look for this is what can happen to your dog and if I hadn't had that education, I would not have been so vigilant. I would have been like, "Why is this dog throwing up? What did you get into?" Right. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have jumped straight to, "Okay, this could be really serious. Let's get a bit. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And also pointing out the fact that vomiting is a very vague sign of lots of things. So if someone's mm-hmm. listening, is like, "If only I had known," it's 
someone's fault. Like it's no one's fault. It's a vague. Yeah. It's a, such a vague symptom. It's like cats when they throw up. That could be fine. It could mean they're dying. Who knows? They because probably ate too fast. They, but also, it could be a sign that they have kidney disease. Like yeah, here's the thing: vomiting is a nightmare with animals because it can be harmless That's and it can be and it can be everything. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of PTSD I have every time he eats his food too fast and coughs it up, like we both freeze. Like me and Michael will just like stare at him like, oh no, is this the end? Like <laughs> even now, even though he, he can't get it. I will Well, he can still bloat again, he just can't twist. So we do have oh. to like keep an eye on it. Like um, Okay, that's yeah, good information. Ninety percent, ninety percent of dogs will bloat again. That's yeah, why you pin their stomachs so but, they can't kill them. Right, yeah. but they can still bloat after the pinning. You okay. just have to. Yes. Okay, that I, I did not know. I thought I yeah. thought it just prevented the bloating in general after you pin the, it. The stomach pinning prevents the, the stomach flipping. Ah, yeah. Okay. So they can still bloat. They can still have blockages. You're still going to have to take them in and get that straight. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot less likely that their stomach will flip and twist their spleen and pancreas yeah. and cut yeah. off blood supply to the back half. Okay. That makes sense. That's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we're going to have to keep an eye on it. I really wish we knew how to prevent it, but there's so many wives tales on like some, see first they were like, Oh, well, if you feed your dog an elevated food bowl, then they won't get it. But then they debunked that. And then they said, well, if you feed your dog on the floor, then they won't get it. But all of the studies that they've done, like double-blind studies to try and prove that, haven't been able to come to, like, a good conclusion. Right. Uh, I, I will say uh, one of – after explaining bloat to people at the family while they were in the emergency room, uh, Dorothy's like, I just read elevated feed bowls cause bloat. We should talk to April about it. I'm like – not right now, but we can we can bring it up. And then you're like, I have looked at them, and there's studies that say both. I'm like, aha, there we go. Because, of course, yeah. you would look into that. Yes. Yeah. Of course, the yeah. Things, the other things that they will say is in an association um, is the deep chest. Yeah. If you only feed one meal daily. Because, like, there are some dogs that just eat one big meal once a day. Like, that's just how the dog is. Um, I don't do that. I feed my dogs multiple meals a day. Mm-hmm. Um, older dogs get susceptible to it. That wasn't my case. My dog was only two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if the dog is related to a dog that has that condition, I have no idea who he's related to. I adopted him. I don't have his background. Yeah. Um, and then they also say that um, males are more likely than females to get the condition. So, you know, just... I, I don't know why. I mean, I, it's, a, it's a sexist disease, I see. I guess mm-hmm. it's a sexist disease. Females can still get it, but males are more likely. I'm, I'm assuming it's because they're more likely to behave in the ways yeah. that up the risk. Yeah. That's what I was they assuming, They could be rowdier. Like, if your dog's more, like, aggressive or more active or, like, more of a runner, mm-hmm. also, if probably do it. I'm also curious where their case studies come from because I know they're studying in certain breeds, and I know to have those purebred breeds they tend to be from maybe show lines which also 
are not neutered. Therefore, I wonder if that skews it too, because I'm, I'm sure these studies aren't going, this are the dogs that we did. And these are like, they're like intact versus unintact and all that stuff. Because case studies, it's even with humans, case studies are weird because it all deals with your pool. Right. Right. And then the other thing is like how do you know that this is the dog that's gonna get blown? Like how how are you gonna You look into its little eyes and go, Ah, you look sickly, I'll adopt you. For real. Like (laughs) how do you even know? Look at those freckles on their face. This is totally a healthy dog. Ah shit. (laughs) What real? What? Um I I just, you know, it's one of those things. We had the absolute best case scenario that someone could have. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I have, a, I have multiple friends who are veterinary techs just because I tend to like animal people and animal people tend to work in vet careers. And um, everybody who I talk to, uh, when I was like posting on social media, like what was happening, they were like, you have no idea how lucky you are. You have no idea, like how many dogs we get that are septic by the time they come to us. Uh, um, you know, you did so good. And I'm not trying to say like, Oh, I did good. I'm just saying like yeah. being aware, yeah, just, getting it early yeah, gives you a happier yeah. ending. Yeah. And it gave me the opportunity to shop around there's only one vet in the area that I'm in that does laparoscopic. And I had to literally get my vet to give me a referral into their office because their office is full <laughs> just to get him in for that, for that surgery. Yeah. Um, you know, so, uh, on a happy, happy note there, um, because of the fact that they gave him a chop job of a haircut when they gave him his, <laughs> oh, yeah. his... they like shaved a, a map on his belly. You guys it, can it like you can project a movie on that empty space. That's a big pen. <laughs> it was huge, and you know the the stitches are so small. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they needed room to wiggle around. Okay, they were uh, yes. they were playing tic tac toe on that dog's belly oh with chop pens. And for the record. I know, like I care. I know I did the dog grooming episode. I know I do like the show. I, I don't look. My dog's life is way more important than his haircut. But at the same time, you put the kind of effort and energy that I put into his coat. <laughs> I think they do that though because there's always a risk that they'll have to go open instead of laparoscopic for some reason. Exactly. Yeah. Like, so no, I'm not in any out. way. I'm not in any way criticizing them. The the vet's office did an amazing job with the surgery. I'm just like, as a side note, squinting and going, yeah. "Did you have to? Did you have to shave him so much?" They're like, "Oh well, it turns out we didn't have to." Oh well. Yeah. You're lucky. Yeah. And they they gave him a close shave, like they shaved him with like a ten blade, not like <laughs> like a ten blade. He like, is, oh my gosh, he is ready for the army. You gave him a crew cut. Uh, well, not no, anymore. It's, it's been three weeks, so he's yeah. starting to grow it out. But I I did give him his very first at home bath and uh, blowout and grooming and face shave at home on how'd, Saturday. How'd that go? He was so good, you guys. This yes. dog is the best dog. Did he like his bath? He endured it with silent judgment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he had this, I, it's like this thousand year stare of this is my life now. Oh my gosh. But um, okay. we bathed him in my in my tub and then we 
rinsed him in my shower and my my friend oh so fun another fun happy story i made best friends with the receptionist at the uh at the vet clinic that took care of him the emergency vet clinic um turns out that person just lives right down the road from me and so i messaged them like we became friends oh it's you thank you so much for all the help with leon and they were like oh hi i i thought you were really cool but i didn't want to be like hey i know your dog's dying but here's my number (laughs) (laughs) hey yes there's a time and a place yeah there was a time and a place and um so we did we exchanged numbers we were talking and um we ended up texting like i got their number and we just started texting like while it was so it was like is like, that your friend who helped you shave and bathe them then? Yes. So this is my friend who who I made buddies with and they came over uh Saturday and we bathed they have um all of the tools you need to groom. Because you know, you need like the high velocity blow dryer, you need the grooming table, you need the clippers. <laughs> yeah. So they came over and brought over all their stuff and they they'd worked in a um let's see, they had worked in a Groomers? Grooming, yeah, groomers clinic for about two years. So they had um, experience with bathing and shaving. And so they, they showed me like how to shave his feet, how to shave his face. And we just sort of evened him up. I didn't actually do anything to the patch. I just, I had my old groomer, I was like messaging my old groomers. They were like, you should just give him some pants. Just shave it all around, do my shirt and some pants. <laughs> that, that would be funny. It would have been, but his hair was so pretty. Once we had it all blown out, I just couldn't bear to do it. I was like, no, because I'm going to get him, I'm going to give him a mohawk next month. I'm going to bring him to his regular groomer and yeah. let her cut him down. I'm just trying to get him a little bit more length. So he's just a little bit more even when yeah. we do shave him down. That makes sense. I well, work really hard to keep him unmatted, so it's a point of pride for me for him to have some length on him and then not be matted. So mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm glad anyway, that we on no. Oh, we never get off topic here. We're a very no, no, focused. We're very show. focused, yeah. Um but I'm happy that Leon did well at his home grooming and I'm glad your new friend lives so close so that maybe yeah, about to in move between to Colorado, so oh. sad. Oh never <laughs> mind. Never mind. They, they uh, got a piercer a piercer apprenticeship, so they've changed careers. <laughs> oh, well that's good. Yeah. Sorry you're really. losing your friends. I am too. I told them I was like, I'm so happy for you and I am so sad for me. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else we should know uh I feel like we should summarize the symptoms to look out for yeah let's do a I summary have a i have a i have a picture to to summarize like that has the the different signs of blood i have it on my phone so i'm gonna send you that and okay. it's like a but, but basically if your dog looks like it's hold on wait, does it have one of those anxious, so anxious looks great. Like yep. if your dog's behavior is out of the ordinary, like if your dog normally treats your husband like dirt and then comes to him for comfort, that's a sign. Yep. Um, standing and stretching a lot, like like not normal. Oh, I'm stretching, but like constantly stretching, staring at their own stomach, drooling, retching water, dry heaving with nothing coming up, panting, elevated heart rate, elevated breathing. And then um, if their stomach feels hard when you, like, go to press on it or if they cry when you, like, go to palpate their belly because it, it hurts, excessive restlessness, 
Or if your dog is the type of dog that's like super, super active and it's just laying down for no reason, not like even a nap, but like unusual, like lethargy, those are all your warning signs. Call your vet, bring him in, call your vet. Yep. Be paranoid. Call your vet. Even if even if you don't need to, call your vet. <laughs> just just in case. <laughs> Most veterinary offices will have a message system or a call system and will answer basic questions for you without you even having to come in. So it never yes. hurts to give yeah. them a call. Just like me. Calling just is free. Like me. They literally gave me meds over the phone. Yeah. yeah. To try first. Yeah. And if your vet office is closed, like uh there's an emergency vet that we've gone to a few times mainly for rue but they'll even answer questions like i give them a call you can give them a call and describe stuff and they can give you a recommendation on what based on the information yeah and it might be to come in it might be we can't give you this over the phone if you want to come in we can come in so there's always options all right Okay. You know, it has been super fun. Thank you all for talking about this topic with me. I hope if, if even one person hears this podcast and it helps them, then it was worth it. Like, yeah. yeah. At least. I mean, being aware of bloat and mentioning to other people so that they're aware of it, especially if their dogs have deep chests. Yeah. That's good. You want people to be aware of it. Yeah. yeah. Any listeners, if you have experiences, email us. You know, email Dan, Heath, and Kip, and tell us what you think. I, I, well, I like us. What, what, uh, yeah, email us. Email us. Well, April us, says. the podcast. Yeah, us, the podcast. No, I know. Uh, so, Heath, where can people find us? Uh, they can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Discord, uh, where Pet Parents Pod is our handle. Uh, you can also look at our website, petparentspod.com, or email us, petparentspod at gmail.com. Um. Oh, wait, uh, April, do you want to plug anywhere people can find you? Yeah, um, I am a tarot reader on the side. If you're going to be in Hattiesburg uh, during uh, Saturday, then you can, well, by the uh, time nope, the nope. comes out. Yep, this is two weeks out. By that. Okay, <laughs> well, you can find me at Moonsage uh, Tarot, um, aprilmoonsage.com, and uh, I'm on, on Instagram as Moonsage Tarot. All the links will be in the show notes. Yeah, and we'll link uh, April up in case you want your tarot needs met along with yep. uh, cute poodle pictures. Yes, so many cute poodle pictures. Um, as always, we will continue to get better. Uh, and uh, don't get blue. Also, tell your dog to not have medical conditions, don't get allergic to things, and don't have bloat. And yep, stay deflated, fam. <laughs> yep, stay, stay, well, yeah. stay deflated. Yep. Some of us just need help not uh, being inflated. So, yep. you know, that's, that's your dogs. De- deflate your dogs. Okay, goodbye. I don't know how to do it. <laughs>